Well, abundant life we started with. <coughs> abundant life is what the Lord Jesus Christ said he will give us. And yet we don't have this abundant life sometimes. We have a life that we think is a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a drag. And, you know, we get lots of things going on. And, and it's because that, you know, that when it becomes a drag, it's because we're not in order. It's ever so simple. We've not got things in order, and we have to keep working at that. That's why God gives us vision. That's why He gives us the ability to plan. The ability, to, you know, we've got so many diary things these days that we can get a notification about everything. And so it's so important that we make sure that we're looking at what we've got to do to get the abundant life. It just won't pop in. Finish work, everyone, and tell me who's going to pay you. I know, Dad, that you want to finish, but you know, you won't get paid when you finish. And that's what's so important that we understand there are practical things we do to get an abundant life as well. Okay. Abundant life is the benefit of being in church. Hallelujah. It's an amazing benefit. What an amazing benefit. Where else can you join somewhere that want to give you joy and peace, prosperity, goodness and kindness, hope for the future, and we're never going to die? There's nowhere else. It's pretty simple, isn't it? It's what an amazing God. So God calls men to be saved, so so we can we can teach them, so they can learn of Him, and and, and for us to to know that after we've learned of Him and followed, that we won't die like everyone else and go to hell. But we're going to go to a place that's amazing, you know. And, and everything we do and every word we see is supposed to be building up our faith to do what God wants us to do. And that heaven place, it comes, you know, after when Jesus Christ comes back and takes his church. I want to go in the rapture. I want to go then. I, you know, I really do. And I want everyone else um, to go that, that, that we come in touch with. Them. This is what we're trying to do in church. To learn of him. To learn of him and learn how to follow him and learn how to be Oh. Obedient. Not what we think, not what we not what makes it easy for us. Hallelujah. The gospel isn't easy. Listen, life isn't easy. No matter if you're in the church or out of the church. If you're in the church, then Satan doesn't like you. If you're out of the church, then people don't like you anyhow. I mean, look at it. Look at the mess we're in. Well, we, we won't go there again. Yet, how can we follow something we don't know? How many people don't know? How many people you spoke to refuse to talk to you about it? Yeah, they know nothing. Isn't it incredible? Can't you see how what an incredible spiritual battle is? And I know it's your family sometimes, and it's your friends, and it's your neighbours. But they are in control of the devil. Oh, but my life, my family's better. I smart better. I said, it's got nothing to do about being nice or pleasant or helpful. It's about knowing God. That's what it is. And God said, you're either with him or against him. You're either in the light or in the dark. You're either gathering or scattering. So no matter what you feel about your family and all, everything else and all these people, they have the devil in them. It might not be the devil, but there's something in there that's, that stops them 
on finding Christ. And we have to release them out of that, that prison. <laughs> it's, it's something that God has given us to do that job for us to do. That's why we have church. Churches are there to enable us to gather together. It is the gathering of people. Remember that? Remember that when we've done our Alpha or our Truth Revealed? The, the word for, for church in the Bible is Ecclesia. And Ecclesia means the gathering of people. It's not the building. Hallelujah. You can have it in a stable or out in the open, which we've done many, many times in Asia. You know, when the churches get full up, we just go outside. The disciples met in the upper rooms as well, didn't they? They did, Kevin, in the upper, upper room, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Kevin. It's, it's, it's amazing. So it, it, it's so important for us to know what God wants. That song we said, you know, we're free when we're in the will of God. Isn't that amazing? We're free when we're in the will of God. If we're not in the will of God, we're still bound. We're still, we'll still put what we think is correct yeah. into place instead of what, what God and it's this gathering of people that, that God wants for us. So why? It's here to what? It's here to encourage one another, to love one another, to lift each one up, support them, minister together, worship and praise in the Spirit as God. When he filled us, said we should do, he's seeking us to worship in spirit and in truth. So we need the truth, we need the word, but we need the Spirit as we worship as well. And as he's doing all this teaching with us and everything else, he's asking us to become the family that God intended church to be. Well, are our families in a mess? Okay, so we can understand that the church isn't this incredible heavenly place where everybody comes in, you know, the, the streams flowing and the sun's shining and the birds are tweeting and we're going, ah. It's not like that because don't forget, church is made up of sinners, people, <laughs> people. And wherever there's people, there's a mess. <laughs> oh, trouble! That's even better. Well done. It's trouble. It's a mess, and so it is important that we try to be different to the rest of the world. That's the that's the game we're in. Sinners are going to come in, but then we teach them and we get them. We just teach them and show them how to live, and we become the examples. Okay? We are the examples for, for all those people. And of course, he gave us offices in the church. Remember the pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophet, and apostle? He gave us all those for one reason only to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So God's there with his spirit. Teaching, guiding, leading, trying to show us, or uh, opening up the scriptures to us so we, we understand now. It's not our understanding. He gives us that understanding to make sure we have no excuse for not being in the will of God. We have no excuse for not being in the will of God. Especially, you know, I, I said something to, to Ben uh, on, on Friday, and I said, I said, Ben, Ben, the amount of word that you've been given, the amount of teaching you've been given every Sunday, every Monday, all the stuff that, that you've had, all the stuff sent out to you to read, 
you're now doing these podcast things. I said, how many people do anything with any of that stuff? And Ben said, well, Martin, that's pretty awful. I don't know. I said, well, go and ask everyone. And you'll be surprised how many people don't listen or even read it. There's the conviction. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so simple because, you know, that you've got to remember that I'm doing this all the time. And I know that every time I do it and I do a study or do anything else or do a teaching, I'm, I'm getting more and more and more, so I get more than anyone else. Isn't that fascinating? So I'm the most blessed of all of you. Because I'm working them. We're doing the work of the ministry. And it's so simple. Can you see that? Can you see that? Why? I've been trying to encourage every single one of you to teach. The more you, the more you have to do in teaching, the more you have to do in studying, the more that God's able to, to give you. And then the more you do with it, the more God will give you. And the more, then the more you learn, the more you do, the more God will give. It's so simple. It's pretty incredible. It's, it's the parable of the summer. And yet, you complain, you struggle, because you don't do what God says. And yet this is the abundant life he wants. And you do want an abundant life, but you won't do anything to get it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I have to say about it. <laughs> it's all right, I'm laughing because I have to laugh. I have to laugh. So, that's what it's for. This is, these are some of the incredible scriptures that, 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 that we've got to have. Hebrews 10. 23 to 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Without wavering. Without wavering. He, for he who promised is faithful. Whatever he promises, he's promising it will put it in. But guess what? Why did he say without wavering? Because he knows. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, it's all I get Well, Mark, you know, we've got to have our rest time as well, you know, and you know, you can't be asking us to do all this. You know, what about my rest time? I said, well, let me let me work with you, your diary with you, and see what you do with your time, and I'll find you some time. <laughs> Hallelujah! Do you like that, Daphne? Daphne, the age of 23, I went on my first time management course. I had this. I had this stuff. I had everything planned out. I've got paths going everywhere, and I've got every objective for everything I've got to do in my life. I've got every every minute of the day was done. It drove me nuts. But the principle enabled me to achieve so much. People say to me, "Well, how can you do all this?" He said, "You know, because people say, well, Mark, what do you do?" I said, "Well, I've been travelling. I've been travelling Asia for 20 weeks a year." I've been running two businesses, I do my own gardening. I said, I'm teaching every time I come home, Saturdays and Sundays. I'm preaching at churches all over the country. I said, I'm doing two Bible studies a week, a week and my kids see me. Amen. That's good. And they went, oh, how do you do that? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm more blessed than anyone else. Because I'm always out, Mark. I said, you have 60 minutes, I have 61. I said, you have 12 hours and I have 13. You have seven days a week, I have eight. You have, you have 12 months of the year, I have 13. They said, that's ridiculous. I said, no, it isn't. I use my time that wisely. I achieve as much as you do in that time span. Do you understand that? 
It's amazing what you can do once you once you make sure you've got that 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 spirit to do what God wants us to do and plan it. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. You see, but what am I doing? I'm going to stir you up. Yes, stir you up now. When I always remember one lady in Cardiff standing here when we said, said Pastor, Pastor Mark, you're the biggest stirrer I've ever met. I said, hallelujah. <laughs> I don't think she was trying to be nice, though. I think it was a stirring. Because I cause trouble wherever I go. But it's not trouble to say that this is wrong. This is trouble because what, what God gives me to preach really makes people think. And really, it just says, so that's not my fault. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and, and I understood this, that, that if God gives you a word, you've got to give it. You've got to go and give that word. If you know somebody's, somebody's lost, you've got to go and give the word. You've got to do something. If you don't do anything, what have you done? But what does that do to God? Not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together. Okay? It's number one. This is reasonable. God, this is not special coming to church. This is reasonable. This is one of the simplest things you can do. Make the time. Why can't people make time to do what they want to do um, instead of doing it on a Sunday? Or a Monday night? It's incredible. And yet then it's like, oh, well, I've got to do this. Why do it on Monday? Why do you do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night? Then? It's incredible. And you can see how, how even though we were saved, we're so easily led away. And yet if this is what gives us our strength, what are we doing? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting each other. Come on, God said, put the scriptures in. This is what God said. Get together, worship together, pray together, love one another, help one another, support one another. In Jesus' name. Exhorting one another, showing showing each other what Christ has got for us. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Is this world approaching the coming back of Jesus Christ? Yes, it is. The day is approaching when Jesus Christ will come back for a second time. He will appear in the clouds and all those who died in Christ and those who are still alive and following Christ will meet him in the clouds. Just as the Bible says. The church meets not only on a Sunday, but in the week also. And it's there we should be meeting to teach, to pray, have some fellowship, and trying to love one another by doing all the things that God has asked us to do. Not what we think, what God has asked to do. When we start putting what God has asked to do in our thoughts, we'll do the things that God wants us to do. Yes? Even, even, not taking all the crops off the field. Leaving what God's space for him. Oh, that was brilliant, Kev. Leaving that God's space. Tithing is God's place for us to show our willingness to serve Christ. 
There are many people. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, I better read this bit. But Christians today seem to regard participation in local churches as optional. As optional, they think, well, yeah, don't feel like going today. Oh, I had a late night last night. I won't go, I'll stop in bed this morning, and etc., etc., etc. If we look at it closely, if we are called to be Christian, we must avoid any discrepancies between what we say, what we believe, and what we practice. Yeah. Amen? Oh, yeah. You can't turn around and say, I'm a Christian, then please yourself what you do with your time. God gave you your life. Hey, it's not your time. It's what God gives us. And our time is only. Put it away, Put it away. It's amazing. It's just this concept, this concept that our life, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 65 next birthday. I don't feel 65, by the way. I do occasionally. One's not talking about age, darling. One is talking about what's inside us. It's so simple. We can be old by the way that we think, by the way we speak, by the way we think we cannot, etc., etc., etc. And yet God wants to use the old for all their wisdom they've got. Amen? For those elders in the church, for the ladies to teach the other ladies, amen, of how to love their husbands, hallelujah. Come back, Lynn. <laughs> Praise God, it's so important, but it, it, it's so many. There are so many people who don't identify themselves as Christians and not yet are involved in any sort of church. They pop along to a church now and again. But are they involved? Yeah. It's quite fascinating. We just, re- we just read in Hebrews 10, verses 23 to 25, supposed to be considering one another. So our job in the church as well is to consider one another. Consider one another, just ourselves, stirring each other up. It's not just for me to stir you up, you're going to stir me up. Yeah. And each other. You know, still, oh, you know, let's, yeah, we can go out for a meal and do everything like that, but can we invite somebody else to, to our house for a meal to witness to them? Stirring each other to do good work, exhorting one another. Just keep trying to build each other up, trying to, trying to show, pray for each other, trying to show that there's still more we can do. Yes, we should be praying for one another, teaching one another, supporting one another, and showing love to one another like a family should do. We are a member of Christ's church. The universal church of this world is Christ's church. That's what it is. We are part of the spiritual body of Christ. Each one, every church is part of the spiritual body. Now when they're all full of the Holy Ghost, they're joined. When they haven't received the Spirit, they are still not part of God's church. Because it is a spiritual body. A spiritual God. A spiritual life. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 2, 1-10 to And you, he made alive. You were dead in your trespass and sin in which you walked according to the course of this world. 
People that even go to church walk to the cause of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The prince of the power of the air is the devil. Is the devil. So then it is. So no matter what you want to think about your family, they're being controlled. Influenced. Controlled. Their thought processes. But now, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, so here it is, disobedient to God. The spirit of the sons of disobedience. It's fascinating. Among whom we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, what we wanted to do, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Just as the others, children of the devil. It doesn't sound nice, does it? But it's correct. That's what the gospel says. And we're not saying everyone is an evil, murdering, vile creature that goes around slaughtering everyone. It's not that. Even unbelief betrays. Even not loving your husband, your wife, your children betrays. Amen. Simple things. But don't forget, the wonderful thing is, well, God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in those trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Couldn't earn it. That's an incredible favour of God, right? You're not the Mr. Perfect, you're not everything else, but, 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 but my, my grace, I'm going to save you. Isn't that incredible? And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. You know, we have some great, we have some great times together. Even this morning, that, that this morning that with this prayer and that we've had, we have been in the presence of the Almighty God. Amen. And we know it, we feel it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And that's that's this is the heaven. If you think about it, this is only a taste yeah. of what's to come. Yeah. I, I, I let me see, even when I'm doing it, I'm so excited. That this is just a taste of what is to come. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through your faith. Isn't that amazing? So without faith, you can't be saved. <laughs> and how are we going to give them faith? By giving them the word of God. By our testimonies and by us, by us encouraging and showing that, that we love him. And we're excited to be Christians and we're excited to go to church and that's why we come to church. We should be excited and expecting God yeah. when we come to church. No. Oh, no. God. I had a late night last night. You know, I don't, don't really fancy this morning. I'd rather stop in bed when one day you might not get out of bed. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you better be right yeah. with the Lord. Okay. Yeah, be saved through faith, not, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Isn't that amazing? Even our salvation is a gift from God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Mm. So it doesn't matter what we've done. Even the Bible says, you know, whatever we've done, God looks at us and reasonable service. Mm. Reasonable. Reasonable. That's the Lord's time, isn't it? Reasonable. Fair. It's only fair that we should do it. But God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. Sorry. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. So we've got good works to do, and God's already prepared us for us to do it. When we do that, we're in. Don't forget, 
as David said this morning, it is by that blood, all our burdens get laid down, everything we've done, it is only by the blood of our Jesus Christ that we can do this. Because don't forget, no matter what we think, Christ is our peace. His peace he shall give us. You know, and that's a peace that no matter what's going on, I am going to be okay. Amen. It's a lovely peace. All the rubbish and everything else, you know, I just, and then I'll go, I'm going to stay with Christ. I'm going to carry on what I'm doing. I know I'm going to be okay. Amen? Because don't forget, he's abolished all of our sins and everything else. And, knowing them, and that's what we have to stand upon. We have to stand upon Christ, our cornerstone. He's the cornerstone of faith. You know, that, that, you know, uh, we've done this before in a building. Every building that we do should have a cornerstone. That's the one that's set. It's solid. It's square. It's straight. And everything comes from that. Comes from that. That's why he's our cornerstone. We stand on the rock of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just think. All these believers in the world that are saved have been, have been filled with his spirit, have joined by that spirit, have been having a union of it. You know, I've been travelled the world, you know, and I've gone to certain places and I've looked at somebody and I've gone, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And I've gone, yes! You know, and up it goes. It's amazing, you get, and how, to, how can I go to different countries to go to a village somewhere and find someone filled with the Holy Ghost that I can stay there that night? Amazing. Not planned. It's just amazing. Those things, that, that spiritual millions and millions of people around the earth. And of course, every one of those is in the body of Christ. Therefore, to be part of this universal church, we have to show God we're a believer. We have to be part of a local church, actively participating. If we are not, we are bound. And so we want to be bound to God's plan. To manifest what God wants in our local in our local church, and you know that, that, that in Ephesians four, you've heard this so many times that you know that that, that that God gave these apostles and everything for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, and it's so important in us because if we do the work of the ministry, that's when we get blessed, and we put in, in <laughs> but it tells us that every single one of us, God is working with us to receive them fullness of Christ in us. For that time where no matter what's going on, we'll be at peace. We'll know where to go. We'll know what to do. We'll know how to combat it. We'll know how to, we'll know how to pray. And when we get to that stage, life is very different. It's very different. Yet, I can push it. I keep pushing, you know. God said, "Open the, you know, I'll open the door, you know, and, and no man shall close." He said, "But, it, but it then tells us the next verse, which nobody ever preaches, is, and there shall be many adversaries. The more we do, the more adversaries we get, but the stronger we get. For wherever sin abounds, grace shall abound even more." Is that incredible promise? Whatever's going on, wherever we are, no matter what we get involved in, His unmerited favour, His way will abound even more inside us when we're there. Amen? Praise God. And of course, everything He wants us to do is clarified in this scripture. John 14, 15 to 18. If you love me, keep 
command our lives. And oh, I pray the Father that he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. In the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and he will be with you. Mm -hmm. He will never leave you. He will oh, always come to you. And you know, we, 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 have to, we have to behave like a Christian. And I'll put this scripture down, Romans 12, 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Mm -hmm. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Mm -hmm. In honour, giving preference to each other. Not lagging in diligence, not lagging in what we're doing in our work. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. What a beautiful thing that's. It gives us what church should be like. It's another beautiful scripture to us what we should be like. And of course, it quenches up with, with real love. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind one to another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinions. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you are, where you come from. God has called you into the kingdom for an intention of building you up to build the, to build the kingdom up. That's what he's trying to do. Of each, of each of us to strengthen the body of believers so we need to be strengthened so we can strengthen the body of the believers so church can continue to change the world church should be changing the world the world shouldn't be changing the church and certainly people can find ways to be good outside the church and I don't I, I, I agree with that entirely but it's the gift of grace that God has given us his spirit, his power, his word, his teaching, his encouragement, his promises, all given to us to enable us to be completing the work of God's kingdom on the earth. But if you're not actively involved in the body of Christ, you won't be touched by God. Isn't it amazing? You won't be touched by God. You won't be strengthened by the gifts that all of us got to bring, and of course the gifts that God gives. More importantly, how can God help those who do not help him. Ooh, hallelujah. Because if he, if he goes to help all the sinners, and I don't mean salvation, if he goes and answers every sinner's prayer, why is your wife being well as a sinner? If he's going to answer our prayers. God wants those sinners to be saved. We are the church. And we in this fellowship are part of the body of the whole world and we need to stick together, meet together, learn together, pray together and support one another to be the people of Christ that he wants us to be. It's up to us, not God. If God is equipping us, every one of us with gifts, he's given us gifts and talents. You are unique and God will equip you to be able to be the person he wants you to be and a good witness for him. Jesus said, I'll grow my church. And the gates of hell do not prevail against it. Mm -hmm. He grows, grows the church by using labourers. We're the labourers. God grows the church. Jesus God, I will, I will grow my church in the gates. He said, but he grows it. He's the one that, he's the only one who can give forgiveness for all sins. 
He's the only one through baptism can wash away their sins and, 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 and bury the old man. And in baptism of the Holy Ghost, he's the only one who gives us his power. That's why he builds his church. But we are the ones that labour to do what he wants us to do. That's why he needs us. Isn't that amazing? God needs you. You don't think that, but he does. God needs you. We need him. <laughs> we need him. And we need each other. Because we need to have that encouragement. We need to be able to be honest with each other and tell each other what's going on. And you know, and I said to David yesterday, I said, you know David, I asked everyone to send me a list of names who they were doing. I said, do you know how many, do you know how many answers? He goes, not many. Correct. Why not? Mm -hmm. Another conviction? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's so simple because this is what we're trying to do is work together. It's not a, it's not a pressure that, we, that, that God puts on us, but he does give us pressure. Because if we don't change, he'll send you some. Isn't that fascinating? No, no, God wouldn't do that. Ask Jonah. Ask Jonah. Ask any of the prophets. Oh, I can't do that. He put them under pressure. What, what, what's wrong with you? I'm going to help you. Now go on. Go on. Go and destroy the Assyrians. <laughs> Amazing. Gideon. Oh, I'm the weakest. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And he goes, he goes, I'll be with you. Called him. You know what he called Gideon? A man of valor. You're joking. Not me. I'm, I'm small. I'm the least. I'm, the, I'm one of the least of the least of the least. I'm, I'm each tiny. I'm, and I'm young. And well, you name it. And he goes, I'll be with you. And he called them to he called Gideon to, to get the army, and the army thousands come. And he said, Right, anyone who's got a bit of fear of him, send them back. Half of them went. He said, Right, that's too many. And he said, you know, he said, anybody said, get them to lap the water. Get them to go, go to the stream and drink the water. And so they went to the water and some used the tongues, others used the hand. He only kept three hundred. He said, Now you're gonna go and attack the Syrians. Hundred thousand. Pressure? Must have been, but guess what? He said, I'll go before you. And that's what God will do for you if we can just learn to ask God and work together. We are asked by the Lord to grow in Christ. It's why we obey and do all the things that make us better people and show Christ our faith and trust in Him. Pray ceaselessly. Pray ceaselessly, especially to start the day with prayer and our readings and study. Word for today, using the prayer aids Pastor and his wife have given you. Study to find thyself approved a workman, never to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. Not just have a quick look. Study it. We send you scriptures after scriptures after scriptures. And I've got Brasidi, and I'll say it again. It's not to cause any pressure, but it's just to make us realise that I've said all these scriptures, hardly anybody studies it. To meet together. Sunday for church. Attending the church Bible studies. Inviting people to church to buy to put the Bible study. Being as witness at home and everywhere. And everyone you meet and know. Working together, supporting each other, teaching one another. And God has given you every opportunity to be the most blessed children the Lord has, has, has given. Having this abundant life in church. And it is all in his word. 
which endures forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Remember, you are God's church. God's assembly of people here and now. Called for a time such as this, for his witnesses and his labourers, without your participation, the church and you will not grow. I am the pastor, and my job is to feed you with the right food, the word of God, that will nourish, strengthen, and equip you for all good works that have been prepared before time began. I will stand before God one day and I have to give an account for your soul. Mm -hmm. Will I do it with joy or sadness? Without your cooperation, your attendance, your communication, I, nor God, can do nothing to help you. You see? I, God, and God need your help. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name.